Okay, from the Gospel today. Jesus said, Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, today is Trinity Sunday. And Trinity Sunday is a shortcut. Um, we all love shortcuts. Um, Trinity Sunday is a shortcut um, or Trinity is a, a shortcut for God the Father is God. Jesus, his son, is God. God the Holy Spirit is God. Three persons, one, one God. Trinity is a, short, a shortcut to saying all of that. Now, a lot of our friends who are not Catholic misunderstand the word Trinity, that they really do. They, they don't see it as a shortcut. Uh, and, and often, the, the, the best they can level at the word Trinity is it's not found in the Bible. John Martinoni, who's on Catholic Radio every Monday at 2 p.m., um, he's also got the Christian Bible Society dot com. It's great. Lots of free stuff. And he's very good. John was a Catholic and he, he left the church, went to the Protestant church for about 13 years and came back. Uh, John, um, when he's talking to um, uh, fellow Christians who say, well, Trinity's not in the Bible, John points out that um, um, altar calls, which are common in uh, Protestant churches, altar calls are not in the Bible. Um, Wednesday night church meetings is not in the Bible. Uh, so John just points out a couple of things that are not in the Bible, but they're part of um, Protestant Christian life, are they not? Um, so the word Trinity is a shortcut. In, in French, the word shortcut is compien. Yeah. No, I'm not studying French. The, uh, that's one of the few words I know. <laughs> but um, if you and I are looking for uh, a shortcut um, to heaven, it is uh, to meditate and study the, the, the Trinity. Um, St. Therese of Lisieux, she's pictured here. These are, this is a, an actual photo of St. Therese here and here. And then the last picture over here um, is uh, a drawing. I'll start with that last picture. Um, in 1794, the French Revolution um, sent to the guillotine 16 Carmelite women. Um, they were from the convent of Compiègne. Compiègne means shortcut. The, uh, the nuns went joyfully to their death. You've heard me mention them uh, again and again over the years. These, these nuns were sentenced to die after a long preparation. They did not run into uh, the hands of the French Revolution. They did everything they could to, um, to prevent, it, prevent it from happening. But when they were sentenced to death, they went joyfully to their death. And very soon after that, the great terror, which had begun with the French Revolution, um, eased off a lot. Um, these women were Carmelite sisters. And when St. Therese, as a young woman, um, read about their lives, she, she saw their strength. And she said, I want what they have. Um, it's interesting because Compiègne is the place where St. Joan of Arc was captured and turned over to the British. The French captured um, St. Um, St. Joan of Arc and 
sold her to the British. And they did this at Compiègne in 1430. A year later, yesterday, a year later, uh, she was burned at the stake at the age of 19. That's her statue over there. Um, I'm sorry, this is a Catholic church. We're not supposed to talk about women Um, and women being strong and uh, uh, courageous, intelligent. Uh, Yeah, Catholic church does that all the time. Uh, When St. Therese, um, as a young uh, teenager, when she was reading about St. Joan of Arc, when she was reading about these Carmelites of Compiègne and how they had uh, uh, stayed faithful, under incredible trial. Um, She was very much inspired. And so are we when we uh, read the life of St. Therese and find how she was steadfast uh, under incredible stress uh, and trials. Physical um, problems. Uh, She died of tuberculosis in 1897. Um, she, um, She lived a very intense life following Christ and these are some of the models. These are some of the models. Um, um, she uh, admitted to us um, that gave her strength and guidance. You see, last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. That's only been seven days ago. And I mentioned how, uh, how easy it is for us to call upon the Holy Spirit. Um, it'd be an interesting thing for each one of us to look back over the last seven days and see how often we did call upon the Holy Spirit. Uh, being, uh, being a follower of Christ is, is very difficult. Uh, it's impossible without the help of the Holy Spirit. So did you, um, did you call out last week, come Holy Spirit, as you were going through your, your paces, your difficult trials, uh, or did it just uh, continue, um, just you and the difficulties? Uh, the Holy Spirit cannot be separated from God the Father and God the Son. Yeah, God the Father and God the Son sent God the Holy Spirit upon the church on Pentecost Sunday 2,000 years ago. Wherever you find one, you find the others. Three persons, one God. And so we should be um, very encouraged, um, very encouraged to call upon the Holy Spirit. On Trinity Sunday, today's Trinity Sunday, on Trinity Sunday, um, just um, less than a year before she would die, St. Therese dedicated her life to divine love. Uh, So um, uh, Trinity Sunday and then the following September 30th, she would be dead. Um, In in doing this, St. Therese uh, asked the help of God the Father and Jesus, God the Son, begging them to send her God the Holy Spirit to help her live up to these high goals that she wrote out. She got permission from the Mother Superior to to do this. Um, And in the the act of consecration to divine love, uh, total consecration to divine love, uh, this is divine love, by the way, she uh, she said, I, I, I renew this consecration with every beat of my heart. So even her heartbeat was going to be put into service at following Christ and her total consecration to divine love. Uh, 
St. Therese here, um, St. Therese here on this first photo, she's holding up uh, two pictures uh, because in religious life, she was given the name Therese of the child Jesus, Therese of the baby Jesus, and of the holy face. And after, on Monday, we put the statue of St. Therese back in her place after we took the um, Easter decorations down. So you see St. Therese there. Here's the baby Jesus right behind me. And up there is the holy face. Um, St. Therese, um, St. Therese understood uh, that Jesus, um, Jesus was her model um, of suffering um, and that he is divine love. Look at this next photo. This is uh, young Therese. She has taken her Carmelite habit and she's made, um, she put on top of it, um, probably using cardboard, she, she put together something that looks like armor. She was so inspired by St. Joan of Arc that she wrote a play and she put it on for the sisters in the convent. Back in the 1800s, there was no radio, there was no TV, and cell coverage was terrible, right? So um, St. Therese wrote a play about St. Joan of Arc and she put it on for the sisters. Well, the sisters loved it. Well, see, the sisters couldn't leave that convent. It was a, it was a big convent, but they could not leave those walls of the convent, not because um, they were being punished, they were not in jail, but they stayed there, and this is what Carmelite sisters do, they stay in the enclosure so that they can pray and sacrifice for all of us. So um, the sisters asked uh, uh, St. Therese to put the play on again, so they started getting fancy. One of the sisters put up some red curtains for when behind St. Therese, so when the scene of, of St. Joan being burned at the ark, excuse me, burned at the stake, St. Joan of Arc being burned at the stake, that um, it would look more like fire. They even got so fancy as to get a smoke machine. Where, where in the world are you going to find a smoke machine? Um, but they found one, and of course, it used fire to produce smoke. So at the um, St. Joan of Arc is... Um, is speaking her last lines as she's dying and the smoke machine malfunctions. Um, obvious, obviously because there were no men there to fix it, right? It was all women. Anyway, uh, St. Therese is, is speaking her lines, the lines that St. Joan of Arc spoke um, as she was dying and the smoke machine malfunctioned, the curtain caught on fire right behind uh, St. Therese. Now, the mother superior and the other sisters were right there. Uh, St. Saint Therese is only 15 years old. Um, um, and rightly so. She was very afraid of fire. That's a good fear, isn't it? Um, um, like women are afraid of mice or snakes. They're really afraid of fire, right? So um, the logical thing to do when when you you know there's fire around is to run away when the uh, when the fire um, began the mother superior very very um, very firmly said to Therese uh, don't move stay where you are well she didn't shout it um, she didn't um, she didn't uh, yell at Therese she said uh, stay where you are we'll put it out 
And the sisters did exactly that. Because Therese obeyed um, the superior, Therese wasn't hurt. She wasn't burned. She wasn't even singed. Um, and no other sister was hurt. And the place didn't burn down. Friends, you can see uh, in, in an example like this how it took a lot of in, internal fortitude incredible strength for a 15-year-old. Uh, the natural desire, the natural inclination is to run away. Where did she get such strength? Um, um, where did she get such strength? Where did these Carmelite sisters get that strength to, to joyfully go to their death one by one um, to see their numbers reduced with the blade of the guillotine falling? It was from the Most Blessed Trinity. Yeah, uh, St. Therese, when her, when her eyes read uh, what Jesus said in John's Gospel, whatever you ask the Father in my name, it will be given to you. So St. Therese saw this like a, a credit card with no limit. She asked God the Father in the name of Jesus to send her the Holy Spirit. And she did this again and again and again. She did that uh, on Trinity Sunday, uh, 1897 with that uh, total consecration to divine love, asking God the Father in the name of Jesus to send her the Holy Spirit to give her the strength to, to do it, the wisdom to follow that dedication, to persevere to the very end. And isn't that what we have here? Examples of individuals, the, the 16 Carmelites at Compiègne, St. Joan of Arc, St. Therese, persevering to the end. How, how could they do it? Well, the shortcut is to ask God the Father, to beg God the Father in the name of Jesus to send you the Holy Spirit. Uh, you're invoking the Trinity. The Trinity will strengthen you, fortify you, and guide you, accompany you. Uh, this, is, this is something that should be um, so easy on our lips. And, and you parents and, and grandparents, you have to talk to your children about this because they don't get it from public school. Uh, they don't get it from the air that they breathe. They don't get it on TV unless they're watching EWTN. And they don't get it because of their different ages. You have to go over it again and again. Um, Jesus has left us um, this um, this. Um, this gift. These were his last words before he ascended into heaven. And what is he recommending to us? Um, those last words. He's recommending to us that we center our lives on God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is our shortcut to heaven. Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit.